0: Marriage support and divorce coaching may not be needed by you personally, but almost everyone knows someone dealing with the trials of this difficult journey. Please share this podcast with someone, you know, who might be dealing with the challenges of divorce or a difficult marriage. The tools that I have are life-changing. And I know this because I have experienced this in my own life and I have seen it in the lives of my clients. And I want to share these tools with everyone that can benefit from them. Hello, I'm excited to welcome Erica Vincoli on the podcast with me today. She is a fun, sassy mother of four and a dancing TikTok making fitness instructor who's going to share her story of finding love after divorce so welcome Erica thank you so much Jen how are you sure great so good to have you thank you thank you for having me thank you for coming and sharing some of your experiences and um, some insights that you've gained in your life tell everyone a little bit about yourself your family children work I've got four children, as you
1: mentioned, Uh, my husband's name is Jim and our four kids. It's a, his hers and ours, uh, Brady bunch situation. So he came into our blended family with two children and I came in with one and then we had our little Brooks together. So our oldest Brenner, he's 18, getting ready to go on a mission uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he'll actually be serving in orm Utah. Oh, yay. <laughs> so he is very excited about that. And then we have Kaysen, our only daughter. She is 16. And then we have Grayson, who's 12. And then Brooks, who is five. So we have we are a blended family with lots of boys.
0: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful.
1: Yes. Yeah. we he and I, we've been married about seven and a half years now, and very happy together with our little blended family. Um, he now works from home, and I am a stay-at-home mom, but I do work outside of the home part time, which is really fun. I teach uh, fitness classes and aerobics classes. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. I get to stay at home and uh, raise my babies. And then I get to go out and have some extracurricular activities for myself.
0: That's awesome. And I'm really sad. I never got to take one of your fitness classes <laughs> when we lived in the same town. So if you ever come back here and start teaching, I'm going to be first. You in know, <laughs> that has been on my list of things
1: to do is to come back and teach like a fun class just for all of my old Columbia people.
0: Oh, I would love it. I would love it. You yeah. just look like you're having so much fun wherever you are in Dominican Republic or Atlanta or wherever dancing your heart out. <laughs> I want to be in your class. <laughs>
1: we have fun. We we know, we definitely know how to
0: have fun. I know how to get you going. So it's, oh, we have a good time. I love that. Okay. So tell us um, how long were you married in your first marriage and a little bit about how your marriage ended and how long you were single. Yeah. Happy to. My ex-husband and I had known each other for a while. We've known each other since
1: we were actually 16 years old and had, you know, sporadically dated. And then when we were out in college together, we got serious and got engaged and decided to get married. And, um, we were sealed together in in the temple for time and all eternity, which was a wonderful blessing at the time. But then, you know, sometimes life happens and certain things happen. And unfortunately there was an addiction that I wasn't able to, um, that I wasn't able to help him with. And so unfortunately, like many families are torn apart by addiction. And it finally came to the point where there was a choice to be made. And he well, let's just say he did not choose his wife and child, unfortunately. So we separated and that was at five and a half years. We had a eight month old Mm -hmm. baby together. And so things were awfully very, very hard, very rough. We tried to work through it. Addiction being what addiction is, you you love the person that's going through that and you don't stop loving the person just because of that. So we tried to work through it for a really long time, but it became apparent that some things had a stronger hold on him than what should. So we separated and in, we were living in South Carolina at the time and due to South Carolina state laws, we had to be physically separated for a year which I know some states are like that, but the majority of states are not. And that is a very difficult situation to be in, to be physically separated, Um, not living in the same household, no get backs togethers, anything Mm -hmm. like that, which can so very easily happen when you're separated for that amount of time. Mm -hmm. But one whole year finally passed Mm -hmm. and we were able to get divorced. Finally, Mm -hmm. and it was actually a very good situation. Um, Very hard, but very good situation for both of us. We both very quickly realized that it was the best choice. And even though we didn't quite get along, and there was a lot of hurt and pain, and you know feelings of betrayal, we were able to move past that. Then I was able that we were. I was single for a long time. You know, we were trying to co-parent. I was living in South Carolina at the time. He was living in Atlanta. Um, And that's about a four-hour drive for those that don't know. You know, at this point, we had an 18-month-old, a two-year-old, and that was very, it was very, very difficult to work around a custody agreement. Mm -hmm. Um, What we had originally worked out was since our son wasn't really in real school, he was only in, you know, like a mother's morning out preschool situation, uh, he would go and spend one week a month with his father down in Atlanta. And it was difficult. So I was a single mother for three weeks out of the month. um, And he would take them about five to six days and down to Atlanta. And it was as a woman and as a human being, the the break was nice. It was obviously gut-wrenching to be separated from my two-year-old for that amount of time every single month. But you know, you, you work through it and you, you get done what you need to, and you find ways to accommodate it. And that's your new life. That's your new normal. And if you don't learn to adjust and make it work for you, then things can go downhill pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was our story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sounds, sounds challenging, especially with a little one. So small, it was. I'm sure that was hard for him Very. too. So how
1: long were you single? I was single for, let's see here. I met my husband. I was single for about two years. Okay. Yeah. It All was right. about two years, which was good. It is what I definitely needed in my time in my life at that point. It was, it was very welcome to have that time to myself. Not saying I didn't uh, date, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a good time. It was a good self-reflection time for me. So yeah. about two years. Yeah. Okay. And he had also been single for about that amount of time.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Um, so as someone who's been through divorce might feel jaded about getting into another relationship, did you feel like that? Did you think you would get remarried or if not, what were some thoughts about remarrying that you had to work through? Obviously, you know, you and I've both been in that situation. It's scary to start over and to get your hopes up again, that your marriage won't end a second time, you know?
1: Absolutely. You know, that's a really,
0: (laughs) that's a deep question with a lot of
1: different branches. you could go down. Yes. I knew I wanted to remarry. And in the beginning you have that fear you know, I was a stay-at-home mom where my husband, my ex-husband worked and I stayed at home with our tiny baby and there was a huge fear of taking care of myself. Thankfully, I have wonderful parents who taught me to get an education and to work for myself because you never know what would to happen. Not that I would ever think that I would be in that situation, but you know, tragedies can happen, you know divorce happens death happens I always knew from my education I'd always be able to support myself and so I take great pride in that fact I was able to go back to work but there is that initial fear of oh my goodness you know you you're flustered you're scared there's so many emotions going through you and one of my first emotions was okay well I'll just get remarried you know, looking back, I hate to admit that I was so rash to come to that. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get, I'm, I'm going to start dating and I'm going to get remarried as soon as possible. I'm going to have someone who's you know, going to be able to take care of me. Obviously looking back, that was a very rushed and um, scared feelings that pushed me towards that. But once I realized I was able to get back into the work field. I realized very quickly that I have a very valuable skill set and I am a really hard worker and I was very valuable to my employers and I enjoyed working. Of course, it helps. I had a wonderful support system. I, I was at the time living in my hometown and my parents were right down the road. My best friends were right down the road. And so I had a fantastic support system that helped me through all of that being a single mother. But thankfully, very quickly, I learned that I was able to stand on my own two feet. And I, you know, knew I would be able to support myself and my son. Now, another tree branch <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to go down is, I knew I didn't want to be alone. I I knew I wanted to live this life with someone that loved me and truly actually wanted to be with me because of who I was as a person, you know, my quirks, my stupid jokes, my loudness, you know, everything good and bad about me. I knew I, I wanted someone that wanted that, you know, that wanted me for me. I knew I wanted to get married, but I also knew that I was going to be okay taking my time to do it. I am, I'm a very social person. I I like being with people. I like talking to people. I like meeting new people. So I I did date and I dated as soon as I could date very casually because, you know, I knew I didn't want to get into anything serious after a divorce because your heart is a little, it's a little broken. Mm -hmm. It, you know, especially after what I went through, it was very emotional and I felt very, um, I felt very vulnerable that, uh, you know, he didn't want me it was something else that he wanted. And so, you know, you, you had a lot of self-esteem issues and it, it's very hard to make sure that you don't let predators prey on those vulnerabilities, especially at that sensitive time in your life.
0: Right. hmm.
1: But this is all very easily said (laughs) after the fact now that I'm happily married and have a perfect Mm. life. No, not a perfect life, but you know, a (laughs) wonderful life. Yeah. I'm blessed to life. Um and and so I I knew I wanted to get married, but I and I knew I wanted to date, but I was very guarded in that aspect of my life. And I also had to remember had a child that I needed to protect and um, you know, put first before anybody else. For someone who has been through a heartbreak like that, I like to tell people to take their time. And I feel that's what I did. I knew I wanted to date and I did it, but I did it at my own pace and on my own level with my own rules. And I knew that's what I needed. And that's how I know I succeeded in going, dipping my toe into that dating pool again. I also knew of the morals that I had. Mm-hmm. And I knew there were certain things I wouldn't stand for. Um, and so I was very particular in who I led in my life in that romantic fashion. They had to be on the same level as I did. You know, I'm a very religious person. I I hold my morals very close to me and I fully understand that religion is a very personal choice. And I understand that, but I also understood that I needed to put myself first and if I was going to let, you know, these random guys in that it
0: wasn't going to be good for me. I like, you know, that. I that's, think that's important. Yeah. Well, it, when your life is. is falling apart, I think I know for me having the gospel to hang on to and to help me stay grounded and centered was so helpful, but ironically, many of my closest friends didn't quite get it. They're like, you tried that Mormon guy and it didn't work out how was he for you? We've got this other great guy. He's a great guy. So he's a different religion, but he's a great guy. Like even, you know, neighbors and people that were really close to me. And I just had to stick to my guns and realize, you know, like you, my ex struggled with addiction and that was his problem. It didn't mean that all men of my faith would be ruled out. Like I had faith that there were good ones out there and that I, you know, wanted to find someone as equally committed to my religion. So I, I relate to that for sure. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know,
1: with you having, you know, in the South there, it's Mm -hmm. not this huge, big LDS community that we can pull from, like mm-hmm. there is, let's say, you know, just in comparison to Utah, Arizona, Idaho, you know, Colorado, there's these huge LDS communities where, you know, I hate to say you could have a pick
0: of a few mm-hmm. different guys. It's true.
1: It's true. But let me tell you, in the South, it is difficult difficult Mm -hmm. and you know you kind of have you have a very small very small dating pool and when you I have very close friends who are not members of my faith and the exact same situation as you they're like oh my gosh my cousin he is a (laughs) god-fearing man he is a good southern baptist and I'm like I'm absolutely sure he is. And that he sounds like a terrific person. I've got a really good friend who was looking for a God-fearing <laughs>
0: Southern Baptist man. That's Let right. me introduce you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I totally understand. It's surprising that that happened, but I had the same exact thing happen and staying really close and grounded to the gospel and just sticking to that and, and having a lot of faith that the Lord would bring the right man at the right time. Help Absolutely. me get through it. You know,
1: I had a, um, when I was going through my divorce, I didn't have, I didn't have very many people in my life who had been through a divorce. I had two actually that I can think of. I remember leaning on those two women so much, just talking through things with them, talking through dating with them. My mom's friend was, had just gone through a divorce. You know, She had spent 25 years with her husband and raised her kids and then they had divorced. And so she was going through it at a very different point in her life than I was, but we had one of the best conversations that I still recall to this day, and I still quote to this day, but she was talking to me and I'm like, you know, how, how did you do it? And she just said, you know what? There was a time in my life where I looked at my scriptures and I said, okay, I can go down this path or I can go away from this path. And those were my only two options. And I knew one would seem easier, but the other one would actually be easier. And, I, and that just clicked so much for me, knowing that making the harder slash ultimately easier choice mm-hmm. was to just stay close to the Lord. You're heartbroken. You're asking those questions of why, why, why me? I'm a good person. I'm faithful. I keep my covenants. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of hurt and heartbreak and there can, a lot of doubt can creep in. But if you hush those doubts and answer your own answers through prayer then there you go. You know where to go and you know what path to stay on. And I swear, I repeat that to every single person I now meet who's going through a divorce.
0: Oh, that's great advice.
1: And it might be very obvious to other people, but for me, that really hit home for me. And it is something I have journaled about extensively
0: Aww, <laughs> because I sometimes it. we need to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you for sharing that advice. It's perfect oh. for all of us. Okay. So how were you different from the time you were first divorced from the time you met your current spouse? You said there was a f- couple of years in there and that you were discerning. You were very particular. <laughs> Do you recall? You know, I I became
1: secure in who I was. Like we've mentioned, and as we all know, there's a lot of heartache and a lot of lost feelings and doubt of who you are and who you're supposed to be without that spouse and who you're supposed to be for your children. And I, I made sure to make time for myself in those days that my son was gone. You know, I would do things for myself. I would you know, have those girls' dinners. I would you know, go to the gym that extra time because I wanted to release those endorphins. <sighs> but in those moments, I became a lot more secure in myself. And by the time my husband and I met, I had dated quite a few people a lot at the same time. I, you know, I'm a little blushing right now, but you know, I, I, I like guys, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's, I knew I wanted to date and I had fun dating, you know, and I became very secure in who I was. And I found my footing in my own life. I found my own voice. I spoke up for myself, which I now realize was the Lord's hand, because when I tell you about my new husband in our situation, it will be very apparent as to why I needed to know to stand my ground and hold my morals and my beliefs and my opinions, because that's what, that's who I needed to be in order to live this new life that I'm so blessed with.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. (laughs) Okay. So tell us, how did you meet your husband now? And how did you decide to marry him? Tell us your love story. Oh, gosh, this is such a funny story. I enjoy telling this story. Um, Back in the day,
1: there was online dating way before Tinder. I mean, it was around the time that Match.com had come out, you know, all before all the dating apps. Um, and there was a little website called LDS Singles. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes. I've heard
1: of that. So he, yes. Yeah, so he and I were both on there and um, he was actually coming home from a business trip. So he was on an airplane and he finished up his emails and he got on his account to kind of look through and he found me on there and sent me a cute little message. And this is what his message said. Hi, Erica. Nice to meet you. Uh, or nice to see your profile. Uh, You're, you're very attractive. I had one picture of my child up there, but it was a blurry picture of him because I wanted it clear that I had a child, you know, Um, he goes, Oh, you know, your son looks very sweet. You guys look like you have a good relationship. You know, I'm, I'm single. I'd like to meet, but quick question. Are you relocatable? And then that's how we ended it. Wow. I was a little, I was a little shocked. I'm like, how dare he ask? <laughs> yeah. And our first initial contact if I am relocatable to wherever he wants me to be. How dare he? I am not moving for a <laughs> man. I am comfortable in my life. If he wants me, he oh. can come to me. Oh yes, and girl. Yes. Yes. Oh. And I even, I've told him this, this is nothing, this is no new information to him, but I screenshot that so fast and I sent it to everyone. I sent it to my mom, I sent it to my best friends, my girlfriend. Aww. I'm like, Can you believe this guy? And I they're like, it. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! And then I'd send him a picture, and I'm like, Yeah, but look, look how hot he is. <laughs> 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 he is smoking, guys. Yeah. They're like, Yeah, he is. And they're like, Oh my gosh, are you gonna write him back? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write him back. Look how hot he is.
0: So I, I
1: I write him back, which I think was a very good response. And I'm like, hi, yes, you're, you know, you look good too. Your kids look cute because he also had a picture of his kids up and, and I'm like, oh, wow, you have two kids. And I said, and you know what, to answer your final question, uh, yes, I am relocatable, but only for the right situation. And certainly not within the first uh, contact yeah you know put like a little winky face so he knew I wasn't mad because you know so much is you know misconstrued through text and uh, well we were messaging through the app we hadn't you know uh, exchanged phone numbers yet so we uh, for a long time we messaged through the LDS singles app and then we after a week or so we exchanged emails And it was fun. We were able to really grow, uh, grow a good connection. Now I'm not going to lie. At the time I was seeing two other guys casually, you know, dating, going on dates, seeing guys. Um, but as we talked about earlier, the LDS dating pool is very small in the South. And when you put certain filters on Mm -hmm. to weed people out, it becomes even smaller. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was open to remarrying a man who had been married before and even had kids. I was, I was open to that. That was fine to me. It wasn't something that I was, you know, putting a big red X on, but you know, him having two kids, I was like, Oh goodness gracious. And the two other guys I was casually seeing, or I should say talking to at the time, they didn't have any kids. And I was like, Oh, that'd be a lot easier
2: mm-hmm. not
1: having kids versus two kids. So, but our connection as we got to talking was just so strong. And he was from Atlanta, lives in Atlanta, grew up in Atlanta. His ex-wife is in Atlanta and which is where we live now, Atlanta. And lo and behold, my ex-husband was from Atlanta. My ex-husband was also living in Atlanta. So I had a lot of connections to Atlanta that I was very hesitant to open up to because- He was honest and oh, I skipped a major part of our first initial contact after I messaged him back and he goes, I I realize that's a very forward question, but at my point in my life, if a girl is not willing to relocate, then it's not even going to work out. And I'd prefer not to get my heart broken by a long distance relationship. That's never going to go anywhere. Um, He's like, because I don't have the option to move. My two kids are, you know, in school and I just refuse to leave my kids. And that was, I was like, Ooh, I like that. A man that's sticking with his kids. Okay. Yeah. I like that. He's not I'm like, Okay. All right. Good. I like that. Yeah. And you know, I was in an open situation in my life where my, my son was two, by this point he was almost three and a half, four. And so, you know, he hadn't started school yet. So I, I was adult enough to understand that I probably wasn't going to be able to stay in Columbia, South Carolina for the rest of my life, you know, and I was open to that because I knew of what I wanted and my son wasn't in a situation where he was in a permanent school yet. So it was okay, but we got to talking and within two weeks I had, you know, shut off the other guys and it was very clear that, you know, I was very into him, very into him. Well, we finally decided to meet. We met halfway in Greenville, South Carolina, because I wanted a neutral, safe space. You know, that is such an important part in dating nowadays. It's Uh still, you never want to put yourself in a situation where you could cause yourself harm. Uh, So I wanted a safe, neutral spot. So we had a day date, not a night date, day date. And by the end of that date, I was like, okay, this is who I'm marrying. Okay. (gasps) Of course, I didn't tell him that because I didn't want to be the crazy girl that after Wow. Three weeks of knowing each other. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is it. This is it. And I kept that to myself because I'm like, you
0: know what? He's gonna, I'll let him figure that out, but he'll eventually figure it out on his next wife. (laughs) Um, That is awesome. So did you find out later he felt the same way or no? He told me he felt the same way before we even met in Greenville. (laughs) What? That's really special
1: because we were able to have uh, FaceTimes, you know, we spent every single night FaceTiming each other and talking to one another. And um, it was a very, it was a very good time. Let's, let's be truthful. I'm a realist here. After you have been intimate with a person and been married to someone, it's very hard to shut the intimacy off. Some people might not be that way, but me personally, I'm a very intimate person. I enjoy that side of a relationship. And so not having that taken completely out of the equation really gives you the opportunity to deep dive into someone's life, to not let that, Mm -hmm. those hormones guide the dating process. So it, it was very good for us. And it was very clear that we were both very physically attracted to each other. And so that's, also, something I didn't have in my first marriage that I was also one of those little boxes that you know I knew I wanted checked, I wanted that to be very real between us. Um, and
0: thankfully, it was. <laughs> Aww, that's awesome, I love it. That is <gasps> I know, that's the kind of stuff story. you want
1: to hear. I love
0: it. it. There it are women that can relate our journey, yeah. I think there are women that can relate to every part of this, and I think many women are probably wanting and more intimate physical connection um the second time around and so that's awesome it's good to hear it's good news yes yes <laughs> it's very good for me so <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful so how long did you guys date before you decided to get married
1: we uh we started dating in june and he proposed in october And we had to wait a while till we could get married because we had to do our ceiling cancellations. And Mm -hmm. that is quite the process. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had to be very patient, which was very hard, but it was again, in the moment you don't realize that it's the Lord's hand when you're going through these hardships and that actually these hardships or trials can be blessings in the end, because with as long as we had to wait to get these ceilings canceled we were able to dip that toe into the blended family situation. Um, I was still living in Columbia. He was still living in Atlanta. Obviously we did not live together before we got um, sealed. And so I would travel down every other weekend and then he will take his turn coming up. And so I was able to be with his kids on the weekends. Well, we have a very close friend, but it was his very close friend at the time. Um, They would let me stay at their house when I went down there to Atlanta and they were just down the road from Jim. And so, you know, he would have the kids and some weekends I would be down there and he wouldn't have the kids. And some weekends the kids would be with him because he had an every other weekend situation, a custody agreement with his ex. And so it really helped with the kids and with me because the initial excitement of, Oh my dad's getting married wears off very quickly when all of a sudden you're having to become a new parent to two children that don't know you haven't known you from Adam you don't know them Uh, but having those few months was very beneficial to what our blended family needed as hard as it was it was exactly what we needed so we got married March 22nd of 2014 and as you could say, the rest is history.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) You know, I have also, um, have a similar situation. We have his mind and ours. My husband had a daughter and I had my three children and then we had a baby together and, um, it's a challenge. What would you say? What advice would you give to someone blending their families together like that?
1: Oh gosh.
0: Um, you know, Again, I'm not saying anything that I
1: wouldn't say to my own husband or my own children's faces, but, um, that first year and a half we were married was, oh gosh, it was hell on earth. I'm not even going to lie. It was difficult. There was tears. There were tears every single night. Um, we had, it, it, it was, oh gosh, it was, it was difficult. <laughs> it was very, it was difficult, but he and I decided at the very beginning that we were going to stick together, no matter what, we would always be a united front. Um, And if at any point in time, we didn't agree on something, you know, whatever our solution agreement would be, it would be behind closed doors. Because our three kids at the time, they needed to see us as a united front, because they would have wolves descending on a baby lamb, <laughs> <laughs> which is what our relationship was at the time. It was a fresh little baby lamb and we had it coming from all sides. It was, uh, the ex-wife was very difficult I mean, she, she didn't want Jim back, but she certainly didn't want anyone else to have him. And she certainly didn't want me to have him. Mm -hmm. And she made it very difficult. And within that year and a half, she was almost successful in turning her kids against me. I stuck it out though. And it was hard because at the time they were both living with her and just having visitation with their father. We had 50, 50% custody. Uh, physical custody, but that what that meant is during the school year, so for the kids' benefits not to disrupt their school lives and keep them on a good schedule, uh, during the week, they would live with her so that they could have a good scheduled bedtime, a good morning routine so they could start their day well. And then every other weekend, they would be with us. And then during the summer is when we would make up a majority of our visits. So they would come and stay with us for the whole summer. But during the school year, we only had them every other weekend. And yes, and our oldest had a lot of anxiety and separation anxiety issues from his parents' divorce. He was old enough to remember uh, my husband's divorce with his ex-wife and it caused a lot of issues and then caused even more issues between he and I. He was very scared and very worried that I was you know, gonna take his father away from him, but I did everything in my power to make sure that I was patient but that I had a firm hand.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: did not let them walk all over me. And that was very hard. I mean, my son and I now, um, you know, Brenner, my my oldest now, he and I almost laugh about it now. But then I'm on like, okay, but seriously, no, like let's <laughs> let's not let's not make light of what you put me through just because we have a great relationship now. You know, he he'll even say he's like, Yeah, I was I was not good to you. And I'm like, No, you weren't. He's like, but you, you didn't let me give it to you. And I'm like, no, I did not. I was your new parent, whether you wanted me to be or not. And I knew I was going to take on that responsibility no matter how much you tried to kick me out of it. But I I think I digress. I'm going a little bit too much into the details, but uh, point being is that my husband and I really stuck together. We made sure that we were a united front and there were many things that we had to compromise on. A lot of things, you know, A lot of different parenting ways. Everyone has a different way of parenting. And we really had to find our middle ground uh, concerning how to raise this new family that we had. You know, my little boy, he was very, um, he was very young. And so Mm -hmm. he came in with just bright eyed, bushy tail. Oh my goodness, I have two new friends. Well, yeah. his new step-siblings were like, whoa, 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 who's this new kid? And does that mean our love is going to be any less? Mm-hmm. You know, does that mean our love is now in thirds? Because before it was only half and half. Of right. course, you know, children don't understand that, you know, you give a hundred percent to each and every single one of them, but, um, it, it was, it was difficult and there were a lot of trials, but if anything, I look back on those times with a little bit of a broken heart, but like man, that really forged our marriage. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we could probably get through anything now because I got through a year and a half of raising those stepkids when they (laughs) wanted nothing to do with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I really appreciate you speaking to that because I know we struggled through. Also, it was challenging and many people go through this and are worried about it going forward. They are fearful of is it possible? And seeing the wonderful relationship that you now have with your stepchildren and they have with you. And I feel the same way with my stepdaughter. It's been many, many years now and um, we have a good relationship, but it did not happen instantly. And I agree with your advice that you have to be united and you have to compromise. I would say both of those things are right on point. I agree with that a hundred percent. And it can be terrifying to look, you know, going back to
1: our question earlier is, you know, how, how do I choose who to date? Where mm-hmm. are my filter? Where's my filter box? Like I'm online shopping, you know, it's, <laughs> do I want sub children? Is that going to be something that I want? Or do I want someone who's going to come into it, not knowing how to parent. And then I'm just going to start a new family. I, I dated both. I dated, you know, the never been married. I dated the, you know, divorced with no children. I had even talked to a guy that had one child, you know? And so when Jim came to me with two children, I was like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) this is a box I had not considered two children. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. That's, that's going to be a little daunting. Um, But I was excited and it ended up being such a fantastic situation that my oldest son Chose to come and live with us full-time uh, because of the stable environment that we offered. And that all that stable environment only came because of the things that we did in the beginning. And I say it, I say all of this hoping I don't sound like I'm tooting my own horn or, you know, saying, oh, I did everything perfect because they were so many mistakes so many mistakes made and you know okay all right well that didn't work so let's try something else or you know there was a lot of nights where jim and i just held each other and like can we do this mm-hmm. this is harder than i ever thought it was going to be you know can we do this is are you and i worth it you know he and i asked verbalized that question to each other multiple times, not in a mean, vindictive way, like, oh, are you worth this? It was one of those feelings where it's like, okay, well, is it better that my child is from a broken home or in a broken home? And, you know, is our whole life going to be this. And I didn't want his relationship with his children to be ruined because of me. But I also knew that I wasn't, Good person. I'm a fun person. And I knew a lot of it was coming from the ex wife. And I knew that if I could just prove myself, not prove myself to those kids, but prove myself to my own self that I could actually do this, I knew I'd be able to work my way into their hearts and into their lives. And, you know, thankfully, Jim and I were too much in love to even consider breaking up, you know, Mm. but I think even one ounce less of love in our heart it would have been way too easy to just give up. That's how difficult it was in the beginning. But thankfully we didn't. And it only strengthened our marriage, our family, our relationship to our kids. I mean, heck, it even strengthened my relationship with my new friends. Because I, I moved to Atlanta with nobody. Mm-hmm. In fact, I moved to Atlanta in what I would consider my ex-husband's territory. Yeah,
0: which is <laughs> Where not easy. he had...
1: It is not easy, um, and especially the lies that had been spread about me from his side of the family, because, you know, no one wants to admit to, mm-hmm. you know, their their children's addiction or their own addictions or their own faults. You know, it's a lot easier to blame blame on other people. I came into Atlanta with a very negative reputation, which I had to work my bum off to correct. And I have, and yeah. I'm thriving in my own life and in my old world with my own wonderful people who do nothing but uplift me. And it has been nothing but a blessing.
0: That's awesome. I love to hear that. Well, that speaks to your character and your strength of character, sticking it out when it was hard. Um, you know, I had, good, Atlanta. I had a good partner.
1: I had a good. I had a good partner. I think I was very blessed with that. He did nothing but support me and lift me up even in those lowest of lows where I was saying, I don't think I can do this. He's like, we can do this. We we can do this. You know, it's yeah. like, it's not you, it's we, it's us. You got to stop saying you and I, it's, there's no I in
0: team. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. So oh, what okay. would you say is different about your current marriage? And what did you learn about your own behaviors that you did not want to have in your second marriage. Ooh, as I came into my own, as I've mentioned
1: before, you know, I very much came into my own. I came very secure with who I am. I I am far from perfect and I know my flaws and I know my faults. Um, and I'm willing to own those. I am very willing to own those. I am stubborn. I am a Latina. I'm a Southern (laughs) bell Latina. Okay. So not only am I loud, I'm opinionated. (laughs) Mm, I love it. It's a beautiful combination. (laughs) It can be. Yes, it can be depending on which day you ask my husband. It very much can't be, Um, but I had become very secure in who I was. And that was very, the complete opposite of who I was in my first marriage. I was too afraid while I was married the first time to um, to let my marriage fail. Uh, I, I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure in the LDS community to make it work no matter what, mm-hmm. but that's definitely not what Heavenly Father would ever want for us, especially in an abusive situation, an addictive an addictive situation, a very harmful, hurtful situation, which is what I considered myself to be in. But at the time... I was young, I was naive and I just thought, uh, you know, having a baby would fix it or, Mm -hmm. you know, those things now that you're looking back, you're like, how could you ever think that? That is so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You think those things when you're in your lowest of lows, you, you Mm -hmm. scrap for anything that you can. I have become a very different person now. I am much stronger. Thankfully, I married a man who not only lifts me up, but challenges me and makes me stronger, which has made me into who I am. Not to mention my ferocious uh, attitude of all four of my children now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one thing I didn't have in my first marriage that I have in this marriage is honesty, Um, not being scared to speak the weird truths or Mm -hmm. to speak the, um, the taboos or to voice concerns that you worry might upset the other person because, you know, you have to be able to communicate well and honesty and communication really go hand in hand. Another thing that I realized is I am perfectly okay with therapy. Yeah, talking it out. I think everyone in this world should go to therapy at some point in their life. I agree. Um, it is a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful way to really help yourself move forward. And that's exactly what I did. I had a wonderful family marriage counselor that was really helped me to work through my divorce from the time I was single and then into blending a family I look to learn to speak my mind and have that open line of communication. And it doesn't always make things smooth sailing just because you have an open line of communication. Doesn't mean that, Oh, everything's going to be fine because we're talking about it. Uh, There's been a lot of times where we have, Never agreed, and we will never agree on that, and no one will compromise. <laughs> but we learned to work around it, um, mm-hmm. and that's a great comfort to me. And he's always made me feel safe, no matter how upset I get or how mad I get. And he—he awesome. he has always been the one that has never let us go to bed angry, or even if we are angry, he has still kissed me. He has made sure to say our prayers, even though I sit there with a frown on my face while he says our couple's (laughs) prayers, you know, he, he understands that I am the stubborn one and he knows that that is what I need from him. That's awesome. Something, you know, that's, those are all the good things, right? But the fun things I knew that with my next marriage, I absolutely wanted someone that wanted me. I did not want someone that just wanted me to come in and raise their kids that wanted me just to be there for when they got home from work. I wanted a true friend. I wanted a partner. I wanted someone that would laugh with me. That would be my friend that wanted me, you know, sexually, physically, emotionally, mentally, that wanted me in every aspect that entitles a marriage, right? Because when you go into a marriage, especially with a blended family and with a child and with, even if it's one child or three kids, like Mm -hmm. we had, um, you don't get a honeymoon phase. You don't get that phase. You don't get that year, two years of it just being you guys and really being able to Figure each other out and living together. Nope. I went right into being the stepmom. He went right into being a stepdad. And the only times that we had to have that newlywed stage would be from nine o'clock at night to 10:30 at night. <laughs> you know, once all those <laughs> kids got down yeah. and everything, you know, and the house got cleaned and we were able to just sit and be us, it was an hour and a half every day. And yeah. that is all we got for the longest time and so so there's no newlywed stage. So I knew that I, when our kids got out, I wanted someone that was going to look to me and be like, Oh, finally I get you to myself. Yeah. I wanted that. And so I knew that that is what I wanted. And that is 100% what I have gotten with him. And he has proven that to me time and time again, when he's like, Kids, nope, you got to get out of here. I need time. You know, he calls me his girlfriend. You Aww. know, he, if I need time with my girlfriend. You know, get out of our sights. Y'all Aww, need to do That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but I wanted someone that I was going to, you know, because once these kids get out of the house, you've got hopefully 20 plus years with this person. And I mm-hmm. didn't want to be a. All right, I guess I have to wake up next to you. I wanted it to be a oh, I'm waking up next to you. We're gonna have some fun, then we're gonna do our day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yes. I wanted someone that was going to be very excited to get me to himself.
0: That's awesome. I love that. Uh, I have another question for you. I think in the yeah. life of a divorced person, there are two days that can be really that can stand out the day that you get divorced. And then the day oh, that you get remarried, absolutely, give, yeah, if you could go back and give yourself or other women some advice on those two days, what would it be the day that your divorce was final? And then on the day that you got remarried, what would your advice be on those days? Chin up, <laughs> I like chin it. up girl you might be heartbroken or
1: you could be ecstatic. You know, I think I experienced both of those emotions.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because of the South Carolina laws, it was a long year. Mm -hmm. It was a long year, a long healing year. So I was very anxious to make it official, but at the same time, it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, especially for LDS women to feel like, even though it's not true, as long as you've kept your covenants, um, you are right with the Lord, but there is a part of you that feels like a part of your covenants have been broken. And that can be very heartbreaking. I felt both emotions, but one thing I think I would say is chin up. (laughs) Don't let anyone see you down, uh, feel your emotions and be true to yourself, but keep your chin held high because it might get better, but it also might get a heck of a lot worse. So chin up and be ready because when your chin is up, your eyes are up and you can see what's coming. I love it that's yeah. good advice. And then for the day of your, that you get remarried, it's so joyous and you're so happy. You're almost like a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, the, your, your first marriage, at, at least for me, my first marriage was the big, you know, the big wedding, the big mm-hmm. Southern wedding, you know, oh, yes. the matching bridesmaids dresses, the big, beautiful custom dress. And my second marriage I just wanted it. I just wanted to be married to that man. I just wanted it to be done. Of course I cared about my dress because again, I'm a Southern bell Latina. Yes, I care very much (laughs) about the dress. (laughs) Yes. That is me. I care very much about the dress, but I just wanted it done. You know, we got our, um, our ceiling papers and we were married two weeks later. I, we had a small little dinner and I was just so happy. And I was very happy to spend that day with my family and those that I love and those that were closest to us and those that came out to support us. Um, but I also just wanted everyone to leave so that I could have him to myself. Aww. That's all I wanted. Yeah, That's all I wanted. And again, chin up, same, <laughs> same advice as <laughs> the day you get divorced because keep your eyes open because the day goes by too fast and you want to remember that you want to remember whether it's at the temple or in a courthouse, wherever it is, keep your chin up, look at what's around you, look at where you are and where you've come and also prepare yourself for what needs to happen in the following years, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's with kids or without kids, you, you have to keep your eyes open. You can't let yourself fall into utter bliss because we still live in the mortal life. Yeah. We still have things around us and things happen. And Satan especially likes to attack happiness and mm-hmm. love and blessings. And if you thought it was hard beforehand, get ready because he's coming. That's why you got to have your chin up.
0: So true so true. I love it. I love your big blended family. You guys are an example of what's possible and it's awesome to hear your story. I think it's inspirational for me and it will be for so many women that hear this. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for coming in. It was fun. I really enjoyed this. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Are you struggling with the trials of divorce? There is a path to find joy in your journey. I would love to help you. Go to jenzingmark.com to get all the info. There you'll find a free download to help you start thinking happier thoughts today. And you can sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. If you like what you've heard here and want to dive deeper into this work, sign up for a free mini session with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.